0: Hi, you're now listening to a sermon from Harvest Community Church in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. We're happy to bring you sermons like this one every week. You can find other sermons at our site at harvest-community.org. So without further ado, here's our speaker. Let me just begin our time together with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you uh, that you've given us your word this morning. Uh, we pray for our time together that you would just give us uh, your words, your insight, your comfort, as we read and study together Psalm 121. Thank you, and we pray this in your name. Amen. Uh, good morning, Harvest. Um, as we continue our series through Psalms, I find that the Psalms have been both a source of comfort and a way to just process everything that's kind of going on right now. As most of you know, Governor Prisker has extended the shelter in place uh, till the end of May, And you know, uh, frankly, uh, for me, it's, it just feels like it's been forever since I've been able to just go outside and meet with people and everything else. Also, recently, I was just listening to NPR, and they say about half of Americans have now been financially impacted by this pandemic. Uh, we live in these times of uncertainty and of a lot of uh, fear. And I feel like this is why Psalm 121 has been a great comfort, at least for me as I've been studying and reading it. You know, I shared uh, this week at the Harvest staff meeting how um, every day is like the same. Uh, For me, there are days where it just feels like, since every day is the same, I just feel like Uh, just lack of motivation, of wanting to um, just not even get out of bed. And it seems like each day blends into the next. I mean, there are some good days when I'm productive and I feel like I can really get up and go at it. But then there are other days where it just feels like a grind. And on these bad days, I feel like God is far off. And just it just feels like I'm stuck in this existence where every day is the same. It's like a real-life Groundhog's Day. And this is why I appreciate how Psalm 121 starts off. The psalmist starts off with verse 1, and it reads, I lift my eyes to the mountain. Where does my help come from? He understands what it's like to face these kinds of circumstances, and in the face of them, he asks this question, Where does my help come from? While the answer may seem obvious, especially with the answer in verse 2, I like us to pause and reflect on this question. Honestly, where does my help come from when I'm faced with circumstances that seem like a mountain? If we're honest with ourselves, you know, a lot of times we turn to actually other things other than God when we need help. You know, it's not always easy to spot them in our lives, but there are times where we a lot we feel like we can find help from other places more naturally. In order for us to help see some of these things, you know, here are some different examples that, of what we think we can turn to other than God when we seek help. This is not an exhaustive list, but I hope you'll find them helpful uh, when reflecting on this question, where does my help come from? The first is, uh, for those of us, a lot of times we turn to our own aptitude when we're looking for help. We go to what we know. If the world gets outside of our control, then we focus on what is in our control, namely the things in our lives that work the way that we want them to. You know, and at Harvest, I feel like for many of us, this is our jobs, right? We, we are really good at what we do. And this is actually a blessing, I believe, that God has given us. But at the same time, a blessing, when it becomes the main thing in our lives, uh, a lot of times deprioritizes God in our life. You know, what do we turn to when we feel a lack of control, and I think a lot of us turn to what we're good at, and namely our jobs. Don't get me wrong, there are a lot of us are working very hard, especially those that are working in hospitals or healthcare, those that are working in IT for the schools, and God is using our work to help many, many people, and that's a good thing. But when these good things, again, become the main things, that's when I think uh, we're getting uh, trouble and that's when we turn to these things rather than turning to God so is our own aptitude where our help comes from the second thing is some of us actually turn to experts right when we need help and again there's nothing wrong to turning to experts uh, to look for help when we you know when we need help in a certain area like parenting or like other aspects of trying to learn something new but when we turn to experts as the sole thing of which we make our decisions or actions on, I think that's when we can get in trouble. And that's when God really doesn't even enter into the picture. And I think it's a trap that is so easy for us, especially Christians, to kind of get into. And I fall into it time to time when I'm reading a commentary to just even help me, even in this, uh, preparing for this sermon or preparing for teaching. Sometimes I am so amazed at the insights and, and wisdom that is given by the authors of these commentaries, these professors and um, scholars, that I take that as what God is really speaking to me. I don't spend the time to actually sit and hear what God is trying to say to me. I just take what the commentary says, and then I go with it. And maybe for you know us that might not be as relevant, but what about books about parenting, or books on dating, or books about any kind of subject, or even listening to popular pastors or speakers, Christians, brothers that we look up to. Again, these are not bad things to look to or listen to, but when they become the only voice that we listen to, even a voice apart from God, I think that's again, takes us to a place that leads us away from God are experts where your help comes from. And the third example I think that we can turn to is safety. Again, we should seek safety, especially during this time when our individual safety from COVID uh, helps the whole community's safety from the virus. But I believe if we seek safety on our own terms, then we've gone too far. If our safety and the safety of our family is the highest priority in our lives, then this too has prioritized God. You know we should be wearing masks. Don't get me wrong. You know, I wear masks when I go outside. Um, you know when I came into the ministry center today, right? Joe saw I wear a mask, and he made a slight joke of covering his face too. But you know I think it is important to do these things. Yes, it is very important to wear masks and to stay at home and to listen to the shelter-in-place policies. But are we placing more trust in our own preparations than in God. You know, are we looking at our own preparations as a sole thing that will help us in this time of uncertainty, rather than also taking looking at God f- first as our source of help? Is safety where your help comes from? And the last example, you know, for those of us that might be turning to something else, is, you know, some of us are turning to immediate satisfaction. Do we seek help from our circumstances by looking at things that can bring us immediate satisfactions to escape the pain and the stress that we're feeling? And Pastor Dave mentioned this before, but there has been a rise in alcohol consumption and pornography across the board because of COVID-19 and the shelter-in-place policies that we all have been experiencing. And I think, you know, for a lot of us too, that, um, that there has been a rise in the use of Netflix and YouTube and other online media. And I can even attest to that. Um, investors also um, believe this because it, I just looked, and the stock price of Netflix has been actually going up, while the rest of the stock market has you know not been doing so well. And so you can see here that many people are turning to other things like Netflix to ease the pain and the suffering that they may be feeling at this time. And don't get me wrong, these things, you know, are good in moderation. But have they become the source of peace or an escape that we're seeking? You know, um, I, you know, I'm talking to my family, and they like watching Korean dramas. And who wouldn't want to watch people you know, meeting a new person for the first time and falling in love? And that feeling of falling in love is amazing. But has that become the main thing that we're turning to, to try to drown out everything that is going on, to try to escape what we're experiencing now? Or a lot of people you know, I hear are playing something called Animal Crossing on the Nintendo Switch. And again, I don't want to bash Animal Crossing. I think that probably is. I haven't played it myself, but I could see that being a really fun game. But is that escape to a world that we have control over, the world that we can build ourselves, has that become the main thing, rather than turning to God for our satisfaction? Is immediate satisfaction where our help comes from? You know, I don't know about you, But I've actually personally struggled with all four of these things. Uh, Not all four right now during this COVID-19 situation and this time. But I definitely struggled, especially in times of extreme stress or just disappointment or uh, just discontentment. And it's during these times I struggle most with looking for God for help. It's so much easier to take the path of least resistance to the things I know will help. Things like my own aptitude, or experts, or my own safety, or immediate satisfaction, all these things give me a known amount of help. Because turning to God seems risky. Will He help? And if He does help, what kind of help will He give? And this is where the rest of Psalm 121 comes in. It speaks to our uncertainty and gives us reasons to trust God for help. And it's these reasons that i like us to reflect on for the rest of our time together. And so from my study of Psalm 121, there are two reasons that I see that we can turn to God for help. Uh, There are more than two reasons in the psalm, but just for our time together, I'd like to just go over two. So the first reason we can trust God for help is because he watches over us. Throughout the psalm, we see the word watch used over and over again. It's used six times just in the eight verses of the whole psalm of 121. And in Hebrew, this word is called Shemar. Shamar means to keep watch or to preserve. It is used to describe someone keeping a garden, like Genesis 2.15, where God asks Adam and Eve to take care of the Garden of Eden, or it's used for a shepherd watching over his sheep, like in 1 Samuel 17.20, where David leaves the sheep in the care of a shepherd before he goes off, eventually to fight Goliath. This is why the NIV translates... Uh, uh, keep in verse seven. You know, uh, this in verse seven it says the Lord will keep you from all harm. And this word "keep" is really the same word "shamar" in Hebrew. It has a wide range of meaning that covers many different facets of keeping or watching over something. And here in Psalm 121, the psalmist wants us to reflect on these different aspects of how God watches over us, so that we can trust Him for help. And one specific aspect of him watching over us is seen in verses 3 to 4. We see here, God who watches over us doesn't slumber or sleep. Let me read that for us. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Now, this may seem obvious that God you know, never tires. He never slumbers nor sleeps as he watches over us. But this picture of God constantly watching over us and always catching us actually brings you know me comfort and I hope it brings you comfort too. You know I'm reminded of a parent watching uh, their child as they ride a bike. And the reason I'm reminded of this is you know earlier this week when the weather was nice before all the rain came, uh, one of my neighbors, she was out there with her two kids, her two sons, and one of them was riding a bike and I just remember seeing them through the window, uh, this boy trying to ride his bike, a little uncertain. Not sure if, you know, he knows where he's going, kind of going slow. And then the mother kind of walking behind him, just very vigilant, making sure that her son was okay if he kind of either fell or, you know, did something else. And I could see that uh, the mother was just, there was so much care there for her child. Uh, But at the same time, not wanting to just, letting her son just go do his thing on the bike. You know, how much more does our Heavenly Father care for us? The other thing that came to mind, too, when I was thinking about God constantly watching over us, never tiring, is the Queen's Guard, actually, at Buckingham Palace. Here's a picture of the Queen's Guard at his guard post. You can tell by his intense look that he takes his job very seriously. You know, Do you know that they can't move unless they're to patrol the palace? They also can't speak or smile. They're on duty for two hours at a time. And I can't imagine the amount of physical and mental effort it takes to have this kind of duty. They are the epitome of a guard that never sleeps nor slumbers. These pictures of a mother watching over a child riding a bike or of the Queen's Guard keeping silent watch over Buckingham pallets may give us a better understanding of how God watches over us. But does this really give us a reason to trust God for help? Or to put it another way, How does God constantly watching over us give us a reason to trust God more than these other things that we might trust in for help? Also, for those of us that trust in our own aptitude for help, God never slumbering or sleeping can also be understood in God having endless strength. If God never gets tired, then he must have boundless strength. It's like the Queen's Guard never moving and or speaking on duty. It requires great mental and physical fortitude to pull that off. And when we see God's everlasting strength as he watches over us, I believe we can't help but see that our own strength pales into comparison to his. When we turn to our own strength, because we believe that it'll be enough, right? We believe that whatever we face, you know, our strength, will make sure that we can make through it, get through it all. But when it comes but there will come a time when our own strength isn't enough. And I believe God gives us those times to point us to him. God never slumbers nor sleeps. His strength is infinitely greater than ours. We can trust him for help because his strength will always be enough. And for those of us that turn to experts, God knows our situation better than any expert could. If God watches over us 24-7, then he knows our situation more intimately than any other person could ever know. know. Imagine a loving parent who knows everything that's going on in our lives. I know that that's not a realistic example, but just imagine with me, if you will, a parent who knows everything about us and about what's happening in our lives. Wouldn't we want to turn to that parent if we need help? Don't get me wrong, experts know more than we do in their subject area, and this is why we call them experts. But do experts know our specific situation that we're seeking help in? They might give us insights that are helpful, but only God knows what we're going through. If we believe that God knows our situation better than anyone, then I believe we can trust Him more than the experts. So, for those of us that turn to safety, God's never ending watch uh, is safer than any safety measure that we can create. And you know, we can't think of every scenario or be alert all the time, 24 7. But God never sleeps nor slumbers. And He is situationally aware all the time. He knows every situation and contingency better than we do. And you know, doesn't it make more sense? to turn to God for help than rely on our own preparation? I mean, we definitely should be prepared. Don't get me wrong. It is good to be prepared. But even more so in our preparation, shouldn't we also be turning to God as the first step of seeking protection and safety during these times of uncertainty? And for those of us that turn to immediate satisfaction, God knows our every need as he watches over us. It's not that God will cater to our every need, but he knows our every need because he is constantly watching over us. And in our quest of immediate satisfaction, I think there's this underlining belief that we know what we want. But I believe that's only a half-truth. I believe that what we want isn't always the same as what we need. And vice versa as well. There's a difference between wanting and needing, and that difference is huge. And sometimes what we want isn't what we actually need, or what we need isn't actually what we want. And if you think about it, someone who constantly watches over us should know our needs the best. This person has seen us during the good times and the bad times, and has seen us even when nobody else has seen us. Now, this sounds creepy when it's another human being, but when it's God, who is perfectly good and loving you know, I find comfort in that fact that God is the one that is constantly watching over us, that never sleeps nor slumbers, and always is there for us. So God knows our every need. We can trust Him for help when we're looking for satisfaction. So that was the first reason that we can trust God. It's because God constantly watches over us. So the second reason why we can trust God is because He protects us. We see this in verses 5 through 6, and let me read that for us. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. These verses give us an image of God being shade over us. You know, and shade is an interesting image, because in the desert climates, shade was essential uh, for survival. You know, most uh, most of us know that direct sunlight or the direct sun and heat can cause heat stroke. But maybe we don't know that heat stroke can actually be deadly. You know, I was surprised that more than 600 people actually die of heat stroke every year in the U.S. It's amazing to think that, you know, something that's so preventable still kills 600 people, even though 600 for our overall nation our country is still pretty small. And it's, it's amazing to think that God's protection is like shade, because in a lot of ways shade is very simple. It's easy to find uh, or it's easy to create, but yet it's still essential for our survival. You know, one other aspect of God's protection is how accessible it is. You know, notice in verse 5 that the psalmist says this. He says, the Lord is your shade at your right hand. You know, and we can see here that the psalmist is really talking about how accessible God God's protection is as shade, it's at your right hand. And so I imagine just having a baseball cap or a bandana ready to put over my head when the sun gets too hot. I also, this reminds me of my old coworkers back at Walgreens. Uh, There was always this small lunch group that would go out and walk in the neighborhoods, rain or shine, uh, to get exercise over lunch near the office buildings of Walgreens. And uh, especially on the nicer days when there was a lot of sun, uh, some of the ladies in this lunch group would carry an umbrella with them. And so I just imagine them always having shade ready at their right hand when they take a walk under the hot sun. And I think this the same is true for us, that for those of us that are followers of Jesus, that live under his authority, God's protection is always there, ready for us to receive it, if we would turn to him. You know, but does knowing God's protection as essential or even accessible give us a reason to trust God for help? How does reflecting on God's protection give us reason to trust Him more than the other things that we trust in? Well, for those of us that try to trust in our own aptitude, we need God's protection because we need protection from ourselves. Just like our son, our skills and our talents can sometimes shine so brightly that we forget that all of that comes from God. We can become so self-reliant that God, at his best, will be second in our lives. You know, and at worst, God won't even really come up in our minds or in our days. We can live our whole lives saying that the right Christian words and doing the right Christian things, that at our core we still believe in our own strength more than we believe in God. And if we do that, we miss the whole point of what it means to follow Jesus. And don't get me wrong again, our talents and our skills, God uses them, and they're, and God has blessed our church specifically with a lot of skills and talents. But are we depending on those more than we are depending on God? That's what I believe this psalm is asking us to reflect on. You know, for those of that turn to experts, we need God's protection because His protection covers all of life and not just a part of it. Experts can be helpful for certain areas of our lives. They give us insight on certain topics like parenting or dating or how to make friends and influence people. But God's insight and wisdom covers all of life. His wisdom can protect us no matter what situation we find ourselves in. For those of us who turn to safety, we need God's protection because His protection is stronger than our protection. There's no safety measure that's foolproof. If someone wants to get into your home and is willing to put the time into it, they will eventually get into your home. Unfortunately, that is a scary reality. But no matter how much effort a person puts into it, they can never get past God's protection. This doesn't mean that God's protection will protect us always from all physical harm or any other type of harm. And in fact, some of us will, or some of us are even going through difficult times uh, and that we're suffering. And God's protection is not a guarantee of safety or of no suffering. But His his guarantee of protection is that he will always, always be with us through the suffering. And we have a guarantee that in the end, the suffering that we go through will only be temporary. We can trust God's protection because it lasts forever. And for those of us that turn to immediate satisfaction, we need God's protection because he protects us from unhealthy urges. He doesn't take them away, but he can redirect them or lessen them in our lives. And it's like the shade. Shade lessens the heat from the sun, but doesn't take the heat away. Shade is not like having air conditioning. And God works in the same way. He doesn't take away our desires, but He wants to give us what we truly desire, what we truly need in our lives. You know, For example, those of us who struggle with watching hours and hours of Netflix you know, might desire a world where they can truly feel at peace. And I personally struggle with that, so i not calling anyone out. And, but God promises us a peace that transcends understanding. If we would turn to Him and pray and spend time with Him, God wants to give us the best in life. Do we trust Him and His protection more than the unhealthy urges that we feel? So, to conclude, I'd like to end where we started. And what we started with was this question Where does our help come from? You know, the path to turning to God and trusting Him for our help is not an easy one. In fact, it's the harder road to take. But I believe all of us who turn to God for help will find it. And God will give us the help that we need in our time of need. This help might not be what we're expecting or what we'd be hoping for. But God knows exactly what we need and the help that we need. So let us reflect on what this means for us to turn to God for help and what might be preventing us as the praise team leads us in this closing song. Thank you, Audrey, and the praise team for that closing song. Uh, Let me close us in this time of our service together in prayer. Father, we uh, thank you uh, for your word. We thank you specifically for this Psalm 121. Um, God, I pray that as we reflect and look at our own lives, that you would help us to see the things that we turn to for help uh, that are apart from you. God, help us see that even though these things are good things, that uh, when they become the main thing, that they take us away from you. And so, God, I just ask that you would give us your insight um, and help us give us the will and uh, just the desire to turn to you when we need help. Lord, help us turn away uh, from even these good things uh, so that we may be able to turn to you. And as we turn to you, God, may you use these good things in our lives, our aptitude, our skills, our talents, the experts, um, even the safety that we can use and and create, and uh, the things that we turn to for satisfaction. May you use those to really bring true life to our lives. Help us not make these things into idols but let us turn to you and that that way you can use these things for your kingdom and your good so father thank you for this time Uh, thank you for everyone at harvest for the work that they do for the lives that they have in you and we pray this in your son's name amen thanks for listening to the sermon from harvest community church